everybody. Welcome to Prism Collective Podcast. I am so excited to uh, meet you guys and to kind of start off uh, something that's happening in Seaford next year, 2019, and that's Prism Collective Church. We are going to be coming to Seaford uh, to bring uh, light over darkness, faith over fear, and truth over lies to our area. And this is our first jumping off point. And I am here with my amazing friends um, and also my husband. So um, on the mic, we have Alfie. <laughs> What's up, everybody? And we have Kyle Voice. Hey, hey. The voice. Voice, voice. I love these guys, and I'm so excited to have them here with us and to be a part of what God is about to do in our city and to talk about this uh, topic that we're going to talk about later on today. But first, we have a little segment called What the What? Oh, yeah. So this is anything kind of random that you have found on the interwebs, interwebs or in life. And I want uh, I want Alfie to head us up with his what the what for the week. All right. So here's here's the title and it should say it all, but I'll give you some more detail. Okay. Southwest Airlines replies to a customer's tweet after a decade. What the what? Yes. So a Hawaiian local uh, tweeted to Southwest Airlines in late of 2008 saying, Southwest, can you please enter the Hawaiian market? We are hurting for good fares. Wow. Nine years later, <laughs> Southwest comes back. David, we know it's been a while, but we're going to Hawaii, and we want you on one of our first flights. Oh, that's kind of nice, though. Yeah, wow. I thought that was rad. Right, so you found that on Twitter, right? Of course. Of course. Well, we're on Twitter, too, in case you guys didn't know that. Really? At, at Prism Collective, without an E, and then the number one. So at Prism Collective, no E on the end, and then the number one. And you can find us on Twitter. You can also find us on Instagram at Prism Collective Church or on Facebook at Prism Collective. So pretty easy to find us on all social media. So what the what? So he got, do you think he got, got free airfare? I hope so. That's pretty awesome. 12 well, years after no, nine post years, tweet. Nine, nine years. years after tweet. I mean, did somebody save that tweet? Or uh, Yeah, that's what I'm like. Was Southwest wow. stalking backwards Just, through nine years? Of, or did they search? You know, I don't know. That's pretty. Can you hashtag Hawaii travel? I mean, like maybe that was it. That's interesting. Southwest Hawaii. Can you believe Twitter's been around that long? <laughs> no, that's that's kind of the shocking thing for me is that Twitter's been around that long. That's pretty cool. All right, Kyle, I know you've got an amazing what the what. No, I don't. <laughs> Do you don't have a what the what? Is that because you just what the what is your email? Yeah, that's I. Uh, yep. So, full disclosure, Kyle changed his email from the last time we had emailed him, so he missed um, all our pre-show notes. Yep. And directives that we we had for him. But come next episode. Next time. Next time he's promising to, to get it. So my what the what this week is from our very good friends um, at the Relevant Podcast and at Relevant.com. I love Relevant Magazine. I love Relevant. It's a great, great read. But um, they are not a paid sponsor, by the way. <laughs> but if not they wanted to, they totally could. Not a sponsor. Um, not a sponsor. Uh, I was perusing again twitterverse and i found this and it's PETA. bizarre new animal phrases are not jokes apparently so PETA uh has come up with um phrases that uh <laughs> that uh replace are 
anti-animal language. And they call that speciesism, which I find very interesting. Um, so for the sake of being honest, I am an equal opportunity uh, animal eater. Um, and I don't, I'm not Absolutely. a PETA person. But these are pretty, pretty funny and clever. So in, they say, instead of saying kill two birds with one stone, they say feed two birds with one scone. Or they want you to stop uh, saying. Wah, wah. <laughs> I heard this. I heard this. Right. There was a two thorn. Ah, take the bull by the horns was the. Yes, this one. So take the bull by the horns would be take the flower by the thorns. I'm oh not doing that, bro. That gosh. hurts. Right. Here's another this one. This is so bad. It's bad. It's bad. Instead of saying be the guinea pig, you have to say be the test tube. Wow. I'm not really sure about that one. Is there right. some connotations with what? being the test tube? <laughs> I'd rather be like a graduated cylinder, maybe. I'm gonna be a test tube. What are you talking about? Yeah. That's right? crazy. Don't they want you to they want you to say beat the dead horse. You can't say that anymore. You can't say beat a dead horse. You have to say feed a fed horse. Feed a fed horse? See, you can't even feed say a, it right. Feed a fed. Feed a fed horse. Feed a fed. Feed a fed. It's like a new drug, feed a fed. Side effects may include. So whose job is it to uh, at PETA to think of these things? That's that's what I want to know. Who's getting paid? Who's, it's probably the treasurer and the board of directors. Mm. Um, <laughs> 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 Here's the last one that I find quite funny. Instead of saying "bring home the bacon," just drum roll, please. Bring home the bagels. Mm. It just doesn't no. have the same ring. No, no it doesn't. It's bring home the bagels. Although I do love a good bagel. I, I love like bacon, bacon on a bagel. Bacon on a bagel. That for sure. Bacon bagels. For bacon for sure. bagels. Bacon bagels. Bacon Sounds bagels. like a bacon thing. Bacon. Uh, I love that they they were really worried about uh, social justice and mm. uh, that words matter, um, and that we needed to remove speciesism from our daily conversations. Removing speciesism. Didn't know that was a thing. That's a new one for me. But apparently, it needs to be gone. Apparently, we just can't uh, we just can't uh, bring home the bagels anymore. Mm. Uh, we're gonna start using these. No, we're gonna, we're gonna no, take we're the plant by the thorns. <laughs> yeah. Wrong. No, wrong. Wrong. Oh wrong. come on. Say <laughs> false. False. All right. And so feed fake fed, news. Fake. Feet a fed horse. Feed. Feed a fed horse. Feed a fed horse. That's the drug horse. Feed a fed. <laughs> so that's our what the what section. I love that. Uh, but our next section is really pretty cool, and that's the Jesus said what section. So we're going to talk a bit about what Jesus said because we believe that Jesus kind of was a, a an amazing guy. More than that, we believe he was God, and so he had a few things to say about how we do things down here. And um, he doesn't really say much about speciesism. Um, but he does have a lot to say about other isms in our life and, and about other isms. And, and there's a lot said in the Bible about racism. Um, and so we're going to talk about the day. My Jesus said what that hit me this week was um, reading a lot um, on the topic of racism. And, and uh, Jesus had such an such a awesome and weird stance today. Um, and he talked about not repaying evil with evil, right? He talked about... Uh, repaying uh, evil with good. And he said, you have, heard it, you have heard that it is said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of the Father in heaven. 
He causes the sun to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Even the tax collectors uh, doing that, are not even the tax collectors doing that. And if you greet only your own people, what are you doing more than others? Do not even pagans do that. And so Jesus kind of was railing and setting apart um, what he was teaching from what the Jewish culture was teaching at the time. And I just found that really, really compelling. Uh, look, love your neighbor. Love your neighbor. What about you guys? What was your chapter and verse on that? Oh, yeah, you know, that would be nice. So you all can look it up and make sure I'm not lying. So that's a Matthew 5, 39 through 47. Is that yours too? Did I did I snag your? Well, no, it's not. Okay. It's not <laughs> mine exactly, okay. but it's super close because I, I actually had Matthew five nine. Okay. Blessed so are jump before that. Blessed are the peacemakers for that they shall be called sons of God. Right. Blessed are the peacemakers because they will be called the sons of God. So there's like a there's a whole adoption, you know like wording there in that and in our in my verse too you know if you if you do this if you if you do this then you may be children of the father in heaven if you if you love then you're a child of god is i know it says elsewhere some things about that what about what about you kyle jesus said what so given that i just got the email i went ahead and uh, <laughs> i went ahead and quickly googled some uh some jesus verses about racism um found one in uh first samuel Okay. Said the Lord. Hey, I got to add here. Sorry. Um, oh, man. Pop-ups are killer, right? Yeah, it's ridiculous. Just to so, know, at Prism Church, we never have pop-up ads. Nobody will ever walk in front of the stage holding up a sign. It says the Lord does not look at the things people look at. People oh. look at the outward appearance, right. but the Lord looks at the heart. Found yeah. that was kind of that was kind of good. And that's true. That's one of the things I loved about Jesus. Um all throughout the New Testament, when the disciples are sharing stories about Jesus, they often talk about, um, but Jesus knew what was in their heart. Mm. But Jesus knew what they were thinking before they thought it. You know, like before they said it out loud, Jesus knew. Um, and that to me is awesome because he's like, no, I'm, I fully read your book. <laughs> right. right. I fully read your pages. I know what you're all about. Uh, so now, uh, now I'm going to tell you what it's really like. What is it really like? And he does a lot of what's it really like. Um, so man, our city has been, uh, through the ringer, our city of Seaford and the area of Seaford's kind of been through the ringer, um, over the years, uh, due to racism and, um, it's still really segregated in our, our neighborhoods and our cultures and our, even our churches, which is something I really would love to see us become more united um, and join together. I'd like to see churches that are more culturally diverse and, uh, you know, not divided because it's not something I see reflected in the scripture at all. Division is not the result of our Christianity, but rather unity and harmony um, and enjoying one another's cultures and celebrating one another's cultures and uh, no matter the diversity. And there's a really great, um, there's a really great message in who Christ is about um, loving your neighbor, and that's what Jesus said. He said, "Love your neighbor," and that doesn't uh, that doesn't exclude anybody because of their race. That's what I find so crazy. So recently, um, we had some negativity and some racism jump off in in our city. Uh, can you tell us about that, Alf? 
Yeah, can I just tell you, I really wanted to start singing We Are the World. Right? Mm-hmm. And while you mm-hmm. were talking about that, yes. I remembered I couldn't sing and yes. I didn't we're want so I didn't want people to turn it off. Right. So uh, I refrained from that. So God but, bless you, son. You're welcome. You're yeah, welcome. you're welcome. <laughs> Everybody. Uh, but if, if not, you know, if you go back and re-listen to this podcast, listen to that and Imagine we have the world playing in the background because guess what? We can't use that because it's copyrighted and we don't want this uh, to be sued. So. Mm. No. Um, Amen. Yeah. Amen. So uh, the FBI, Federal Bureau of Investigation, reports that hate crimes are on the rise in Delaware. In oh. 2014, there were 13 reported hate crimes in Delaware. Four times that of the previous year. Four times? Uh-huh. That's crazy. Just the facts. Double the amount of the previous decade. What? Yep. On the rise for sure. Uh, many of these hate crimes um, were minor, such as graffitiing and defacing property. Um, but there were some violent hate crimes. Mm. <sighs> Unfortunately... Delaware, you're not making me proud. No, not at all. That's crazy. That is crazy. Especially in this day and age. Right, right. So, hate crimes are up, um, and violent hate crimes are also on the rise in that niche, right? So, it's not just yeah. it's not just some wayward teenage boy, you know, spray paint and swash goes under the bridge, you know? It's uh, it's a little bit deeper than that. And I didn't, I didn't realize that there was still even... Um, the systematic racism, well, I mean, I knew about systematic on a global, more global scale, systematic racism, but like, uh, there were still clubs, <laughs> I didn't know there were clubs, guys, oh, yeah. of, of racist sex that still exist today. And so I guess, I, I guess my, my first question is to you guys, did you know, did you know that there's still organizations that, that still believe in white supremacy and full disclosure, we are three white people. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> hold, hold on a minute. Hold up. Hold up. No, so we're actually, you know, three three white folks trying to sit down and, and talk about this in a way that we can bring the light of Christ to. So, full disclosure, white folks here. Yeah, I did not. Um, I mean, I, I've not in the recent years uh, received any membership cards in the mail. Um, no? That I was going to be a part of any, any club. No um, secret white men meetings? No, no. Not that... You know, not that I'm aware of. Maybe they got my email address wrong. Or... <laughs> <laughs> that old, they had that old email address. But no, I kind of just forgot about them. I mean, right. it was one of those things you only see on documentaries and oh, in my man. mind until recent days. Old documentaries that mm. don't exist for anymore. Old, yeah, old documentaries. <laughs> documentaries. So, man, so that's, the, and the organization we're talking about is the, the infamous uh, Ku Klux Klan, which is insane to me that it's still a thing, um, and it's just heartbreaking um, to have activity in our area, um, and to have activity in our area directed at um, our friends at, at, a, at another church. It's just, it was really like, really, what? Why? Yeah. It was definitely a what, why? moment for for me mm. on the news and I definitely made some phone calls to our friends at you know at these churches just to let them know hey man this is not okay and uh, we stand with you but what what is it what is with the that organization do you have any facts for me off on that organization at all uh 
about the KKK? Yeah. Yeah. Um, they're a white supremacy group. Uh, they're mostly white Anglo-Saxon uh, claiming to be Christian uh, oh, American really males. Me. Claiming to be Christian. That's a wonderful that's way good. of putting yeah, it. Yeah, that's actually yes. Um, mission statement for the KKK oh, is exalting Caucasian race and teaching the doctrine of white supremacy. Hmm. Okay, so this is the inherent idea that somehow, because of your genetic makeup, being a pale-skinned person makes you superior to anybody who has a pigmentation different than your own different than pale okay does anybody see like this is crazy to me you know yeah and i mean personally i've been in many a room where i felt quite inferior uh to people of color in said room whether it be for you know intelligence or maybe their just physical characteristics you know what i mean like beast mode yeah like i I felt totally inferior to that person yeah so (laughs) it's interesting it's crazy it's crazy. Yeah. I don't understand it at all. Um, and so I've done a lot of, of reading and thinking and, and talking with other people about this issue of racism and why there's still a cultural divide and why there's still segregation um, amongst our city. Um, because this, uh, this uh, poverty and race seem to go hand in hand oftentimes in our city and the segregation of our city. And I hate that. I hate that there's this culture where um, the white majority has the majority of assets in our city. And um, I would love to, to think about for a little bit in our next couple of minutes about what, what the answers could be for that and what, the, what Jesus would say or Jesus would have us to do. And so I think it comes down to really... Um, coming after a couple verses in the Bible that really speak to this. And 1 Peter 3, 9 says, Do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult. On the contrary, repay evil with blessing, um, because to this you are called so that you may inherit a blessing. So um, do not repay evil with evil is kind of a big concept in my life because um, you, you have to understand that to understand um, the nonviolence and the nonviolent stance that Jesus had. Jesus was a nonviolent person. He was a nonviolent activist. Um, he did not promote any kind of repaying evil with evil. Um, this is the same same guy who said, hey, turn your cheek. You know, if somebody comes up right. and jacks your jaw up, give him your other jaw too. If somebody says, give me your coat, you say, here, take my coat and my cloak and my hoodie sweatshirt and here's my hat as well. Um, if he says, come on, you got to walk and carry this thing a mile, which I think is ironic, you know, that he would kind of call out somebody carrying something for him or something, you know, because he carried the cross for us, mm. um, go with him too, you know. So this is this is what Jesus taught us. So as Christians, this should be our foundation, really. This should be right. a basis uh, for how we deal with one another. But why isn't that? It's hard. I think that's that's really hard. I mean, turn the other cheek. You know, it, I don't know. Jesus talked about the physical, you know, mm-hmm. but but also, I mean, just like verbally, 
you know, he, yes. did, he did the same thing. Right. And I, I think, you know, it, it's easier to physically turn the other, be more passive physically. Yeah. But, you know, we all have thoughts and, and say things that, you know, it, it's easy. Somebody does you wrong and it's easy to right. talk or feel, you know, resentful towards so them. True. And so true. So true. So we want to, you know, think about, think about that for a minute. So we have uh, Jesus saying, go the extra mile, give more, don't pay back in the physical. But I think something that Kyle said was so valuable when he said, um, but it's really hard to overcome that in your thoughts. It's really hard to not want to repay stuff in your mind. And I think one of the ways that as Christians we need to train ourselves is to train ourselves in our thought lives. I think that's where we're going to start winning our battles is letting um, the word, um, that's the Bible, y'all, um, get into our minds and like really begin to do a transforming work. Because when you can take control of your thoughts and you make your thoughts, and the, the word says subject to Jesus Christ, right. um, you can begin to train what comes out of your mouth and what happens in your life. Take a cat. Take captive every thought, that's it. Take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. Uh, you can't do that if you let your thoughts run rampant. If somebody comes and steals from you, you know, taking retribution shouldn't be your first instinct as a Christian. Taking retribution, seeking justice um, for yourself shouldn't be your first instinct as a Christian. But that mm-hmm. only comes when you win the battle in the mind. You talk about hard, grown folk Christian stuff there. It's true. Somebody true. steal true. from me, buddy. I'm ready. True. We, right. We're going after him. <laughs> right. right. It's only about after five steps that I'm like, yeah, that's probably not the right thing to do. Right. Right. It's really challenging. It's really challenging. I mean, and that's the, always the greatest test for, for me is doing that in your mind, your thought process, and, uh, hey, somebody comes up and smacks you on the face, what are you going to do? Woo! You know? Ugh, they get his hands. <laughs> don't catch his hands. <laughs> yeah, and that's definitely not not Christ. Uh, that is yeah. not Christ living in you. I think it's a good reminder, though, of how, I mean, how hard it is to live up to that, how high of a bar that dude set. Mm. Yeah. Literally, good Lord. There is literally good Lord. So I think um, I listen to a lot of podcasts and, and and some other friends who talk about this subject. And one of the most interesting things that that hit me really strong uh, was there's there's the verse in the Bible in the chapter in the Bible called the love chapter. Everybody's kind of heard of it. Love is patient. Love is kind. All of those love is uh, kind of words. And then at the end, um, in the Message Bible, at least it translated, um, love always looks for the best in people. Mm. Love always looks for the best in people. And elsewhere in Philippians 2, 4, it says, uh, he instructs us, Paul instructs us, to not look after our own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. Um, so that's a, that's a really great, great way of thinking of elevating other people above yourself. So if I'm thinking of somebody that they have with their, that they're, they're good and already assuming that they're good, already assuming, giving them the benefit of the doubt that they're, they're good. And that, you know, that I'm going to seek their interests before my own. When that person slaps me in the face, right? What am I going to say? I'm going to step back and have a thought, (laughs) step back and think, 
this person is better than me. What is going on with this person? What is the benefit of the doubt I can give them? How can I, how can I think of them as better than myself? And um, that's challenging on both sides of the coin. I think there's there's so many, um, there are so many racist individuals around us, and there's so many, and, and it doesn't matter what race they are. You can be racist if you're any race, right? If you're an Asian person, you can be racist against another group of people. If you're an African-American person, you'd be racist against another group of people. Um, obviously, white supremacists, apparently, you know, are a thing, and they just hate everybody that's not white. And right. So, so, yeah. so the, the fact is, is that it doesn't matter what race you are. You can still be racist, but you got to check yourself. What's your what are you doing with your life? You know what I'm saying? Like what, what interests are you looking after? Right. In doing that, you're looking after yourself. Mm. It's pride. True. It's pride. So what do you, what do you think in, in all this? What am I thinking? That's what I'm asking. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, it's tough. It, it it's, Number one, what you're talking about? Somebody smacks me, and that's that's a um, that's a whole another level. I mean, mm -hmm. that's where we need to get to. It's what we need to strive for. Sure. Uh, that's what I'm. That's, that's, that's where I hope I would be. I hope I wouldn't have an instantaneous reaction. Um, I think our neighborhood. I think our town. I think our community. Uh, I think the Sussex County in general is so so ingrained in racism um more so than even uh further north um i think because of historically us being yeah. um south of the C D canal being um really considered to be southern mm -hmm. uh, even though we weren't neither north or south during the uh, confederate war uh, but it's it's deeply ingrained here it's gotten better over my lifetime I mean, it's, mm -hmm. I must say, you know, I'm, I'm 41, and when I was 15 to 20, it was really bad, really rampant in this area. Um, thankfully, the culture has shifted away from that, um, but recently, you know, with the KKK flyers that have been all around the county and even in the Maryland counties, um, you know, it's resurfaced it. It's made it, it's made it come back up, um, and, and having to be discussed, which I think discussion of it is healthy. Uh, but, yeah, I, th I think the, the light of Christ is going to be the, the only real transformation that's going to really get into people's hearts. Right. Um, we, we've, we, we know that there have been some, some KKK members that have had radical transformations via, you know, the power of Christ through other Christians that have witnessed to them. Right. And usually it's been African-American men that have, um, you know, been the one that's been uh, loving on them and, um, you know, through through prayer and just love. Um, you know, they've, they've left the KKK and denounced that style of life and, wow. you know, admitted their wrongs and... Um, you know, the, there, there's even a famous uh, quote that um, uh, a reverend uh, said to a KKK member. 
I'll pray for you whether you like it or not. Right. And, uh, you know, eventually the power of prayer wore him down, and, and the guy left the KKK and left that lifestyle behind. And so uh, praise God for that. And, um, you know, yeah, I, I think we just start praying whether people like it or not. Right. I think I think it's interesting, too, uh, you know, for those of the people listening that might not be familiar with the, you know, geography of Delaware, um, the further north you go, the more urban it gets. Sure, yeah. It, where we're coming from, it's definitely more rural, more yes. farm town. Yes. More rebel flags you would see mm-hmm. in the good old country boys, they like to call it. Yeah. It, it, it's interesting for me, I think, that the KKK flyers have reached so far north up yeah. in, into Kent County, yeah. which is the, the middle county of Delaware. I, I feel like I would see more of that in Sussex County. Yeah. Probably, yeah. Um, and, and it's interesting to me that they have not appeared in Newcastle County right. so far. And racism is, Pat, I feel like racism, just like any other um, good disease, uh, gets passed down generationally it's it's from generations to after you know to generation um i came up in a home where um my father was a is a musician and my father would always take me to different cultural churches you know and that's what um i grew up around you know surrounded by people of color and people of different cultures than mine and experiencing different cultures than my own. My mom was like so adamant when I was growing up about fixing ethnic foods, like that not white ethnic foods, but other ethnicities, <laughs> you know? So like we would always have something different and something, you know, unique. And she would try to fix dishes that were, you know, culturally diverse. And um, I think that lent to my being a little more open-minded, but more than that, more than that, Christ, you know, Christ coming into my life and giving me the grace and the freedom and the joy that he's given me, man, that, that makes me think about other people. I mean, I'd never forget working for a local car dealership and there was an extremely difficult woman that would come in who was, um, just mean as a snake and I hated her like she made me so angry she was so she would always try to force her way to get a deal or talk to the manager or you know try to push her way and she used to frustrate me so much and I remember I was a very new Christian just giving my life to Jesus and I was so mad and frustrated with her like it had me bent one day leaving work I was just done with this person and I will never forget I actually took a moment and said Jesus man I can't stand her you gotta help me And I will never forget, clearly, God gave me this vision of this woman. And instead of the angry face that she usually had when when I envisioned her in my mind, it was her, and she was broken and weeping and sad and crying. And he said, this is who she really is. And she needs me, just like you did, and just like you do. So what are you, you know, what are you even doing with your life, basically? And I was like, oh, snap, right, you know, moment for me is like, okay, this person is a broken person in the middle of broken circumstance. So let me look at that portion of somebody before I just jump to conclusions about who they are or categorize people. We often will categorize people into, well, they're just this way or they're Mm -hmm. just this 
And so that all, that's all there is to them. And so that way you're breaking down people's humanity and elevating your uh, superiority sure. over them. And it's a constant wrestle. It's a constant comparison battle. Absolutely. So what do we do? That's the question. I think it's important to note because we can say that the people handing out these flyers are just racist, right? Right. So, I mean, what, you know, I, I think it's important to keep them in our prayers and... Absolutely. It, it's easy to practice that hate section. You know what right. I mean? You're, well, they're just racist. We'll just, you know, kind of write them off. But Yeah, you can't, you can't just write them off. God, you know, Jesus died for the victim and the victimizer. And he asked us to be nonviolent. He asked us. So answering, you know, them with violence isn't going to work. Answering them with trying to prosecute them isn't going to work. And the pastors in our area just said, you know what? We're just better than that. That's right. Good for them. We're just better than that. And that's that's so, so, so refreshing to hear. Pray for our enemies. Pray for your enemies, dude. I'm praying for you, Kyle. <laughs> Shots fired. Shots fired. Shots fired. I'm praying that you uh, let people know when your email is updated. That's oh, what I'm oh praying. absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, guys, we are so, so thankful that you uh, tuned in and listened to this podcast. We have so much more um, that's going to be coming in, ahead, including launching Prism Collective Church, which we are so excited for. Our, our vision is to be light over darkness and faith over fear and truth over lies in our community. And we can only do that through the power of Jesus Christ and through his Holy Spirit who is alive in us um, and wants to do good things. We, um, we encourage you to get involved in our community. Um, you can do that through social media um, for now. And good things are coming next year. Also, shout out to Code Purple. Um, please volunteer at Code Purple people. We have Cold people, purple people, purple cold. eater. Oh man, that's challenging to say. Okay, code purple. Wow. We need code purple people up in here. For sure. So we have uh, cold weather shelters that run in churches in our city through Code Purple, and they are in need of volunteers. I don't. I know there was a call out last night for men's. They needed a men men's overnight volunteer who could stay overnight, um, or they were going to have to close. That means that men who were homeless would be sleeping on the streets in. Um, freezing weather and it's that's cold out just there. crazy it is freezing like you guys opened the door to come in today and I hadn't been outside yet honestly because I don't like going out in cold weather and I was like oh forget that and it's I'm not, not getting warmer today. anytime soon no yeah, it's that's not. for sure so Code Purple shout out Love Inc who is the the co-laborer with uh, Code Purple is an amazing organization that, that helps in our community shout out to them and a big shout out to um, my intern Elizabeth Berger uh, for preparing a lot of information for me and doing deep down research and shout out to Aaron Strickroth and Word. Liz Berger Word. for kid wrangling for us so that we could record this <laughs> awesome podcast. So we're going to go and uh, peel our children off the ceiling and off of these sweet people. And uh, hopefully we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Signing off. Signing off. Bye.